furries. God damn it. <laughs> oh, the edit's going to be great oh. on this. Okay, you want to just stop and start again? No. Okay. All right, go for it. No, it's your turn. I did last one. I don't give a fuck. Okay. You're the guest here. Okay. Do yeah. the thing. Do the thing. The thing, the thing? Not the thing, the thing. Not the thing, the thing. The other thing. The other thing. Yeah. That thing? Not that thing. Okay. So, welcome to Mike and Dave Hit the Stage. I'm Mike the Angry Wizard, sitting in for Mike that is actually hiding out somewhere in some random woman's underwear drawer. Well, not the drawer. She's just, he's just in the women's underwear. He's wearing women's underwear? I would assume so. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Hey. It's 2023. Whatever... Whatever makes thing. him feel better. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? All right. I, I support your decisions. Well, not all of them. That that thing with the cut out here and mustache there, not so much. Not yeah, you. Him. I, I used to do that. Not like that. Yes, I did. Did you? Yeah, before I, before you knew me. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, what was it, the 90s? 2001. Yeah, that was right before we met. Anyway. I am Dave. We are ridiculously tired for some reason in the middle of the day. Yeah. And we had horrible technical difficulties on the last one. And we were just watching a video of Mark Boland's head trapped in Elton John's keyboarded with Ringo Starr dressed as a clown. I don't know why. Neither do I, but I don't know why. T-Rex ruled. Yeah, T-Rex did rule. All right. So this is episode 42. The instrumentals. Now, the funny part is. We are both huge Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. I didn't do the math for this. You didn't do the math for this. And somehow we both missed the 42 reference. Mm-hmm. I would have been wearing one of my Hitchhiker's Guide themed shirts for this. but I, I got nothing when mm-hmm. it comes to that. I just would have probably put the book right there. Do you know where your towel is? I'm fat. Of course I know where my <laughs> towel is. It's right there so I can bathe myself in between episodes. You hoppy fruit, you. Oh, God. We are messes. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about instrumental songs. Uh, some of these are from instrumental artists, and some are from regular bands. And to jump right into it, we're going to start with Scatterbrain. With Mozart Sonata Number 3 off the album Here Comes Trouble. Yeah. Why? Shredded classical music is always amazing. Mm-hmm. But what were they thinking? Well, this was the first album as Scatterbrain. And what were they before, before this? Before that, they were a band called uh, Ludacrist. They were a Long good Island, change. a Long Island thrash metal band. It's a good change. Yeah, and what I really think this album came out in '90. In '89, you had Extreme with "Play with Me" and "Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee." Ah. So, and if you act, have you ever really listened to the rest of the Scatterbrains uh, stuff? Not really. I, I one You've heard song. "Don't Call Me Dude," yeah. obviously. Um, it, it was like a funk metal kind of thing, almost kind of like. Like they're slapping the like slapped bass on it. He wants it slapping the bass. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> you know where I'm. You, you know what I mean. And but like the guitar work was really well done, and it was I don't want to say virtuoso guitar work, but it wasn't your standard. It just... is. It is a step above. Yes. Straight up a step exactly. above. Exactly. So I think they were probably inspired by Extreme. I don't. I'm just. This is me just talking out my ass. By Extreme with the uh, those other two songs the year before. I wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. This is really good. Uh, pr- excellently executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, their style is, is, their tone is awesome. Yes. And they're very eclectic. Yes. Which is why their songs are so 
wild. Right. They have Don't Call Me Dude, Drunken Milkman. Uh, they have a, um, a medley of covers called Down With The Ship. Where they break into different things, and it just, and then the the chorus just ties it all together with "I'm not going down with a ship." I've heard you've played that for me yes. before. I, uh, they're out of their mind. Yeah, out of their mind. And they covered Cheech and Chong "Earache My Eye." Not my favorite Cheech and Chong piece. <laughs> Mexican Americans is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> if I, always, I say I, I Mexican, like the, my wife will fit in yeah. Mexican American. I, I was also partial to um, Cheech Marin's solo uh, "Born in East L.A." I almost headbutted the microphone. <laughs> but, you know. A Springsteen reference who I don't like. Right. And a song that I didn't like. <laughs> oh, my God, my brain. It's always the last one. Mm-hmm. It's always the last one. Yeah, so, this, it's really good. I, it's short. It's to the point. It's exactly what you imagine it would sound like. I really thought I was going to have the shortest song on here. And you beat me. <laughs> this by was a, actually the first one I put on. Minute. My, this is the first song I put on on the list, believe it or not. And my first one was the first one I picked for this, which okay. was Laguna Sunrise by Black mm-hmm. Sabbath. Okay. And I figured you had a lot to say about this. Not because of what you think. The song itself is fucking beautiful. Okay. I like it. I'm shocked. Um I was I did look up what year this was, just because I was it remind it had a feel, and this is not a knock. I'm not saying they ripped anything off. Is it seventy three or seventy four? Yeah. It had the feel of something that was coming out that came out like with Zeppelin three or Zeppelin four, which is probably what was going on in music at that time. It is not a knock in any way, shape or form. Also, they had a huge cocaine budget on this album. Yes, true. (laughs) But you would figure with that much cocaine, they'd be playing faster. I I thought that. And then I thought, "Mm, maybe this is when they were mellowing out. The come downs. Yeah, true, 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 true. Now, I, this is not the album where they had the uh, $60,000 budget budget. Uh, well, $60,000 expenditure for cocaine. OK, no, this had a $10,000 a day expenditure for cocaine. This is going to sound horrible, but I wish I had that problem with money, not with cocaine. Yeah, everyone wants yeah. $60,000 a day. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was 10000 a day. No, no, no. That was uh, no, it was 10000 a day. Yeah, I think it was sixty days. It's like six, oh, Jesus. So that's yeah, six hundred thousand. It, it was a ridiculous amount of money for cocaine. Yeah, all expenditures mm-hmm. on cocaine are too much. But I mean, if you're going to spend money on on an illicit substance, that's a lot of it. Yeah, and I'm surprised anybody made it through the recording process. Yeah, but what you were going to say, like, you had, I have to actually bring this up because you had said in one of the previous episodes, like how I don't like Ozzy, whatever. I used to love Ozzy. Really, one of the fir- I want to say like my first five to cds that i bought one of you know like you know when you start collecting cds as you, a kid you you check off the boxes for columbia house no i never did believe it or not name. i never did that i never did it. i bought it at the same i bought the cd at the same goodie on queen's boulevard across the street from uh queen center mall i know exactly where that was yeah it i think it's like a freak it was a walgreens up to not too long ago but diary of a madman i fucking loved that album 13 year old me was going nuts on that album I loved No More Tears. I still love No More Tears. But, and the best tracks were written by Lemmy. Yes. But the thing is, I cannot, I refuse to listen to Ozzy anymore. Is it because of Sharon? It's because I don't know if it's him, I don't know if it's her, but the way he fucked over Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslake, took them off 
took their names off the album, put Tommy Aldridge and Rudy Sarzo's pictures into it afterwards, screwed Jakey Lee out of his uh, publishing yes. and his writing credits. Didn't he also screw... He screwed two other people and replaced them with Rob Trujillo and somebody else. Uh, Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslake. That, that, that was on the reissues of uh, Diary of a Madman and Blizzard of Oz. Yeah. The band was originally going to be called Blizzard of Oz. That was the name of the band. I like that came... less than Ozzy. And then sh- it wasn't Sharon. It was, I think, her father that was the manager at the time. It was like, oh, no, it was going to be Blizzard of Oz featuring Ozzy Osbourne. But then he put, he put Ozzy's name on it blindsided the band Mm. then they shit canned the other two guys and what's you know and then um what's left you know and then um oh my god um randy rose is just like "Eh." he just he was easygoing he just rolled with it after randy rose died rudy sarzo i read his autobiography get your hands on it it's good read it's quick it's nothing you know it's not freaking war and peace it's a quick you know you'll knock it out and you could knock it out in a day you know, it's another book that I wouldn't want as read by the author. Not his accent's not that bad. That wasn't the accent oh. I was talking about. It's his speech inflection. I've heard him Rudy? with the the Quiet Riot documentary. I just I, his voice irritates me. He's Cuban. It sounds like family to me. <laughs> you, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. I. It, it sounds like home to me. But um, but it's like so he quits the band. He leaves the band because he's like. Like Randy Rhodes was the reason there, and he even said he wasn't comfortable with the setup of coming in having his name on the album when he didn't play on it. I get that. So what's Ozzy do? Punches him. Well, I also I will chalk that up to drugs. Yeah, but you know, never apologize the- to uh, never apologize to the guy. Lee Kerslake was dying terminal prostate cancer, and he's like, all I want is my platinum records. Give me the credit that I did this, and they didn't. They finally did right when the guy's going to die. Forget about the money that he never got from royalties, from the from songwriting credit, performance credits, anything like that. I'm sorry, Ozzy can go fuck himself. People say, oh, no, it's Sharon. It's Sharon. He was drug addled, whatever, whatever, whatever. How long has he been sober? He, I honestly don't think he's been sober as long but you or, under- you or un- clear. You understand what I'm saying. I do. It's like it's one of those things. I'm not I'm not going to defend him but- in this. The most thing, the most important thing is to know that at his worst, he was still under Sharon's tutelage. Yeah, and but she was no. always there and putting up with it. And more importantly, I always felt that she would allow a lot of stuff because it's in her interest to keep him yeah. going. Yeah, but I, you know what? It's, I just thought, he's I, just as guilty. Yeah, I won't listen to anything. Okay. I won't. Don't. His stuff comes up even streaming. Apple Music, it comes up, skip. Well, in this case, I'm glad that uh, he's not singing in this yeah, one. Yeah, I know, but still. The, instru- the instrumental okay, was it's incidental. Like, it's like this. There's songs that yeah. he has sole writing credits on. He cannot play any musical instrument outside of harmonica. And even then, it's a harmonica. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. You're basically sucking a corn cob yeah, or sideways. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, done. Just done. Okay, I can go with that. So let's uh, let's talk about the next one. Sorry. And- well, that, no. was, that was a lot less angry than I thought I was going to be. I wanted I was to... going to be. I was going to be. I was say like, just start playing solitaire on your phone at this point. I didn't think. I honestly enjoy because that you just... give a real reason. Like some people, are like oh, Ozzy, yeah. he's a fucking sellout. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? These are real reasons to feel a way about a musician. This is maybe I take it a little more personally because I was a drummer and the drummer was always the butt of all the jokes and everything. That is true. They are the butt of the jokes. But, 
dude, you know, like on the other side of that, though, the drummer is the reason that the band can play in the first mm-hmm. place. I have tried to write without a drummer. It is impossible for me. I can't program drums the way some people can. I can't imagine how to play drums. My brain just doesn't operate on that level. I don't have that brand mm-hmm. of, you know. I, no, I know what you mean. Autism. No, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I but. said it. It's I, My brain doesn't function on that level. Right. So to recognize the other half of a ris- rhythm section as being essential is not a surprise for me. And more importantly, knowing that these guys got screwed out of their stuff and whether complicit or complacent, it doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. sucks all around. And if you have a good reason to hate him, you have a reason to hate him. Yeah. I have different reasons that I have appreciation for him, but that definitely does yeah. tinge things quite a bit. It sucks because I, I mean, like thirteen-year-old me, the song "You Can't Stop," you can't, uh, you can't kill rock and roll. That's the reason I bought that album. Like you know, like actually, it was probably even younger because I remember it used to be played on Z Rock, and I'm just, I was like, oh, this is so cool. You can't kill rock and roll. You know, the stupid twelve-year-old jackass thing. And I was like, oh, this is wonderful, whatever. And then even if go f- fast forward to. Um, no More Tears, S-I-N. That's my favorite Ozzy song. That's a good song. Ozzy or Sabbath, whatever. That's my favorite one. I won't go back and listen to it. I'm just done. That's a It's a solid stance to take. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. I can't knock somebody, with, especially with my stance on Pantera. I can't really knock mm-hmm. anyone's personal opinions of musicians. Mm-hmm. As long as they're based in something they really feel. Like, I have genuine feelings of contempt for Phil. Right. And... They're not easily same thing. With Chris Holmes. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of problems with Chris Holmes. Can't get rid of that in my head. Yeah, no, I get it. I just totally doesn't get it, it. Even if I can't put the man and the mm-hmm. music aside, there are some people I can't do that for, and I get that, and I understand and I respect it. But now let's move on to a uh, happier topic, <laughs> a way happier topic. This is Rob Balducci. Yes. Now, I didn't write track names down uh, this the is dance. the dance this is off of his second album called uh, i believe the name the album was called mantra okay. now rob balducci queen's guy yep sick 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 disgustingly good guitar player met him actually at roxy he was in every thursday night he would be in studio a right by so i'd be right by the, the couch reading the book i have heard this song more times than i can count and that I never got sick of it. The guy is sweetheart, nice guy, good. You know, uh, Di and I went to see him years ago. He played at he did some random thing at a um, bar in Astoria called Gussie's. I've heard of Gussie's yeah, before. And like you know, we figured like, hey, he's playing there. Let's go. It'll be a night out, something to do. And I figured I'd say like, hey, how's it going? What's up? And you know, that's it. He spent half the night hanging out with us, bullshitting. You he's know, a good it's dude. Like, yeah, uh, I Ro- met Rob. Also at mm-hmm. Roxy. Yeah. Uh, cool guy. RobBalducci.com. If you like Steve Vai-esque, that style of instrumental guitar stuff, check him out. That's all I got to say. It's... There is no rightly reason that this man should not be more fam- famous. No. His style is phenomenal. His phrasing is insane. Mm-hmm. His playing is his tone. Mm-hmm. They're undeniably perfect. Um, the musicians he works with... Right. I don't know who he was on. I mean, on just in general, yeah. he chooses very good musicians yes. to work with. And I don't know why he's not bigger. Right. Well, unfortunately, it's one of the I think this is um, it's an 
a time where he came out because and a style thing because when you go to youtube and you see these guitar shredder guys like we were looking watching like that bradley hale guy but although he's more comedy than yeah anything else um this out this song came out i think in 2000 or 2002 something like that before youtube before all that and back then if you weren't uh steve i you weren't joe satriani your instrumental stuff was not going anywhere. Yeah, unfortunately, even though and he was actually he was signed to uh, Steve I's uh, label, Favored Nations Records. Him, Ben Levin, mm-hmm. a few others. But um, so I, I unfortunately I think it's a thing of when he came out. If I honestly check it out, uh, Rob Balducci, I, I met him more than once at yeah. at Roxy. I met him. I mean, he's the one of the nicest guys. You know, they don't these guys with their acumen sometimes can be a little full of themselves. He's he is not. not. He is totally, not. totally down to earth. I can't, I, and I was mad at you for me not thinking about this first. Well, originally I had put another song in and I was like, the song was, uh, was, uh, dog boots by this band planet X, which was, uh, Derek Sherinian yes. and, uh, Virgil Donane. And I forget who else was in the band, but I was like, it's a cool song, but it, it didn't go anywhere. A it lot was of, a boring. lot of the planet, planet X stuff doesn't really go. Yeah, anywhere. It was boring. So I was so I was like, oh, is it too late to change something? And then I was just like, fuck it, I got to put Robin. Cause... That's when I used when I used Black Utopia mm-hmm. on one of the one of the the lists. Okay, uh, from Planet X. Okay, it's an eight minute song. It goes nowhere. Yeah, it's literally recursive. This is not that. No, no, no. This has a beautiful, beautiful movement to it. And his tone. It's, it's not. It's not the traditional of the early two thousands line six spider. Oh, not line six at and all. And it's it's a very warm sound. It's a live sound. Even in a recorded environment, it has a livelihood to it. Let me just check something. Here we go. No, no, no. I'm just checking I, one thing. I can't if, wait to see if what I, it is. No, no. If I remember correctly, I'm trying try to remember the name of the amp. That's why. I'm surprised he wasn't one of the Saldano guys. No, he would, use, he would use the uh, uh, he would use a Soldano at Roxy, but or he would bring his own amp. He'd bring a Cornford and just Tube Screamer and like maybe a delay. And there is something that's about, about it. Simplicity. I always say there's something about Soldano's. Something about I've never heard of what is that? Cornford. Cornford. I've never heard of, but if that's what this was, <laughs> bit defenders blocking their wood. <laughs> yeah, great. It's a you know it's a boutique um, British uh, like handmade. I had a friend who had a Supro amp. Yeah. And uh, had to return it. Well, he had to, he had to have it repaired. They sent it back, mm-hmm. and he had like a low number in the production line, and they sent him back a completely different one. He was livid. Oh, yeah. There you go. Even secondhand, they're freaking. Yeah, those are expensive in the yeah. twenty five hundred range for a very, very small combo. Yeah, uh, two twelve. But um, yeah. But rolling like, jazz chorus. That's all yeah, I got to say. Yeah. No, but I'm talking like, that's it. Just that. I, I seriously think it was just a delay and a tube screamer and a wah. And there's something to be said for something as bare bone to get that tone. And I'm sure he was using a lot of other stuff in the studio. Do you too. remember Leo coming in? Yeah. With his tube screamer and his noise suppressor. Yeah. And that was it. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. I couldn't believe it. And I, I had a mission control board. Yeah. Of pedals to get the basicest of bass tones. Even now, like, I da- now mm-hmm. down to one, but there's, like, nine pedals in that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, these guys figured out their tones so quickly. And I think that the the tone and their, their way they play makes so much of the sound overall, mm-hmm. even beyond just writing. 
Because you can write and play whatever, but if it has no feeling, it has no feeling. Right. And this is all feel. Yeah. So, again, RobAlducci.com. Please put that in the uh, show I will notes. I add that please. in. Check him out. And I believe he does lessons also. Oh, if you can get lessons from Rob Balducci, do that. Do. Please do that. Yeah. There's a guy, if you want to take lessons, that's a guy you'd want to learn from. Mm-hmm. Just check him out. Even on YouTube, his stuff is amazing. So let's go to the next one. Okay. This is yours? <laughs> this is Mahavishnu Orchestra featuring John McLaughlin. Uh, this is Meeting of the Spirits. I loved it. I. Okay. So loved this is. It. This is from college. Mm-hmm. One of the hippies that I hung out with, like Luigi and I and a few other people all hung out together. There was this guy, Tim. Tim was like, you got to check out Mahavishnu Orchestra. You got to check out John McLaughlin. And because he was a hippie and he looked baked all the time, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I finally checked it out and I was blown the hell away. It was transcendent mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. This reminds me of John McLaughlin group, yeah. obviously. And then... This also reminds me of Yes mm-hmm. and a little, little bit, bit of Rush. A little bit of Crimson in there. Oh, you can feel King Crimson yeah. in this. You know what I love about this? Well, let's hear it. They kept the bad notes in. Oh, yeah. I this love is, that. This is what freeform jazz feels mm-hmm. like. Where it's like, yeah, we're making mistakes, but... Fuck it. Part of the experience. Was it Victor Wooten says, you, just, you may be on the wrong note, but it's on the way to the right one? Yeah. <laughs> God, this, I, this was fantastic. I love this stuff. I love, there's like, I think this is a seven or nine piece group. I I, I couldn't tell you. There's t- so many people, but it's so good. And this made me think of the, um, the world's worst jazz band. It's not, they're not a bad band. Oh. It's the Apollo stars. No idea. Okay. So did you know Scientology sponsors music? Did I break him? I broke him. <laughs> I broke him. So there are legitimate groups that were sponsored by Scientology. So the Apollo Stars literally played on the ships. Oh, it gets worse. I think I really broke him. Oh, my fucking God. I got him. I got him. Please continue. So they were a jazz band. And uh, they, at rehearsals, they had to pay a dollar for every wrong note played. That's what fucking James Brown did. L. Ron Hubbard. I just unplugged myself. Yeah, really. Good job, shit dick. Yeah, but freaking James Brown did that too. Yes, but the difference is James Brown had a tight, a tight band. Yeah. This was jazz. I know, but that's also L. Ron Hubbard that I, I remember correctly had a bet. I may be wrong, so don't take what I'm saying as gospel had a bet with somebody, with another science fiction writer, that he could start a religion based off his books. I hope it was Isaac, Isaac Asimov. Dude, I, I, I hope so, because if I remember correctly, Asimov was an atheist yeah. and also just, like, read his shit. If you haven't read it, read it. Read it. Read it. Read, read, it, read, it. It, read, it, read it. Get the fucking book and look at it. <laughs> you broke I, I definitely <laughs> broke him. So Asimov is responsible for two of the best stories. That I've ever read, iRobot, mm-hmm. which is part of the, the short story. He means the short story iRobot. Okay, and he has the Andrew do Andrew's dream of electric sheep. No, no, is that nope? That is, is I'm drawing a blank on his name. Yay! But it's no, that's not him. Um, is that is that Philip K. Dick? Yes. Okay, then I'm, I'm. What am I thinking of? He had another piece. 
The foundation? Yes, the foundation. Thank you. I don't know why I thought of androids. Yeah. Because, yeah. because of the robot novels. Yeah. Uh, Philip K. Dick, questionable content. I haven't really read anything. So uh, his uh, his standpoint on a lot of things in his books is a little rough. Very these days. Anti groups of people. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, not a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asimov, a little more open minded. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite as open minded as Carl Sagan. No, he was, Asimov was pretty. Not as open minded as Carl no? Sagan. Nobody's as open minded as Carl Sagan. He was a genius. Okay. <laughs> he was like the universe is beautiful. Love each other. Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> Close. Close. That's a close love. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Okay, sorry. Back to uh, Mahavishnu Orchestra. Mahavishnu, the Apollo stars. Yes. Oh, yeah, God. i got to play you the video of no. Scientology music. Because it's... Now, the, this, that band is not bad. Okay. But there are some others. There, I mean, there are some famous people is involved. Is in there? No. But Frank Stallone is... Um, he's not famous. His brother's famous. <laughs> he's famous in my head for being the brother of Stallone. Um, no, there's there's was other... Jackie Stallone there with the Psychic Friends? Oh God! <laughs> oh, the Psychic Friends Network. What a scam! Miss Cleo. The the lady was pretending to be from the Caribbean, but was actually from Canada. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, do it. No, I don't yo, know. call me now. Go ahead. <laughs> I can feel I it. Can't, I, I can feel him running to do I it. I can't. I can't. So, uh, yeah. So there's that whole that whole thing. But this reminds me of that kind of freeform jazz, but really good. And then, like I said, you, I put something, and then I realized that you just one up me without even knowing, because the next thing you put on was car mechanic. Ooh, sorry. Let me mute this thing. Oh, you forgot, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So you put on car mechanic, and mm-hmm. I was fucking stumped. Why? Because it's too perfect. And this is actually the bass player and uh, from the Flower Kings, Jonas Reingold on bass. And then um, Zoltan Soares, again, because he was in different... He was in the band for a little while, left, came back for an album, left, but he would, he did this one album with Car Mechanic. And the two of them together is just freaking dis- just insane. This is... And the keyboard player on this is, like, just nuts. So I was going to say, the, the the things I knew without knowing it was Jonas mm-hmm. Reingold, I didn't look up who was in the band. Yeah. But I said the fretless sound on yes. this is insane. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out it was Jonas Reingold, I'm yeah, like, okay. That explains that. Then. And then just the runs, how he's echoing. He's, he's him and the keyboard player are doing what Petrucci and Jordan Rudas do. Yes. Okay, so for those who don't listen to progressive music, Jordan Rudas and John Petrucci put out an album. Um, Your screen's out. Oh, here we go. Just in case. Yeah. Uh, they put out an album that was basically just piano and guitar mm-hmm. and in a live setting, and it was amazing. Oh, feeding I, off I each other. I had that. I still have it. Oh, man. Do you need it? Yes, please. I'll give you a copy. Yeah, email it over. I have it. I have oh, it I got the. Uh, I have a yeah. flash drive with me, so. We're fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, basically they put an album, it was just piano, not even keyboard, piano and guitar. And just phenomenal, and this is very much in that, in that style. Mm-hmm. It's just there's there's a part where it's the keyboard section and mm-hmm. then that clapping effect. Oh, that 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 yeah that, that, that. yeah. You know people can't hear that, oh, and sorry. if they can, it's really weird. Okay, sorry. 
Oh, just yeah. what they want to hear, skin on skin <laughs> over a recording. You know, most people don't watch this. I they know. listen. So she's going to be, you might as well just do it with your cheek, <laughs> you fucking gross bastard. At least it's not Scientology music. Oh, God. Oh, I can't wait to show you that. I, I kind of want to pause all this just to show you that, and I can't. No, you know what? At the end, just pull it up and mute the audio so oh. they can just see the fa- the reaction. I will record a separate video <laughs> yeah. of your reaction okay. to Scientology. It's it's a, a, a series called This Exists. Mm-hmm. I can't speak today. This, this exists. exists. It is a guy who talks about things that are odd that show up in popular music, like yeah. Christian black metal. Okay. Which is weird. Um, Scientology music. There was one, all the Japanese uh, pop bands. Okay. All the group, the, the assembled groups, mm-hmm. the multiple person groups covers all of that stuff. And it's crazy. But back to what we were talking about. I lost track of where we yeah, are. Car mechanic. Car mechanic. They are just insane. And yeah. the keyboard runs are insane. Yeah. There's not much to say. It's, no, it's, it's, it's hard it's, to kiss the ass of guys who are already amazing. It's, it's also one of those things that I guarantee a lot of most people out there haven't heard. So if you haven't, unless you've listened to it, you can't really, it's hard to describe. Won't do it. At least to me, won't do it justice. It doesn't do it justice. Please check out the playlist on this one. It's so important, especially this and the next track They're They're so important. Mm -hmm. And this is the one where I actually had to, we had to finagle some stuff because he hadn't, I couldn't couldn't find find it it. because it's not on YouTube music, Uh, not YouTube, uh, Uh, Apple Apple music. music. I was going to give you access to our YouTube page. Okay. So oh, you could then I could have just logged into it from there. Yeah. Um, but in general, um, this is, like, there's not much to say. It's, it's fucking perfect. Car Mechanic is one of yeah. those few that's like, this is absolutely perfect. Why are we even talking about it? Other than to kiss its, its ass. it's perfect. Yeah. And we're going to move to the next one. Okay. This is Andy James with The Wind That Shakes the Heart. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you think? I liked it. Very atmospheric, very open. Um, it reminded me of some of reminded me a lot of something that I don't know what year this came out, so I don't know that stuff. I but, don't know either. Okay, actually, on that one. All right, very uh, John Petrucci. Yes, there was. There's certain runs in it that I was like, this reminds me of something that I've heard Petrucci do. Yes, but I don't know where it's from. And then later on, like, and I was actually going because back years ago, like Dream Theater was like at six o'clock on Christmas morning, they would put out stuff on the website because download reference to a song. So I was going through these old MP3s trying to see if I could find it. Like, I remember there was this one old Dream Theater song called Raina Lost Without You or something. I was like, I found it. No, that's not it. What is it? And then I'm like, it sounds very liquid tension experiment. That was was that on that was one of the falling to infinity demos. I believe so. Yeah, but it gets nerdy. Yeah, well, Mike, Mike and I get nerdy yeah, on this. Mike, aren't you glad you're not here? Oh yeah, this is just—he <laughs> would be sitting in the corner biting his fucking knuckles. Yeah, but it reminds me—it was something very. It was. So, I'm not knocking it. It's freaking beautiful. But it was some. It reminded me thereof. But nothing wrong with carrying your freaking influences on your sleeve if that's where this came from. I have two funny things about this. Okay. One, the riff never resolves. I could see that. It literally never goes back to one. What? Right. The only time it does is when it resets after the, mm-hmm. the solo section starts over. Right. But never actually transitions back to one. Okay. Two, this is the guitarist for Five Finger Death Punch. Bullshit. I swear to God. How the fuck is somebody this that is can the write guy. something like this do fucking bro, I'm going to beat up my girlfriend metal? He is not a founding member. 
How can somebody that writes and plays music like this be associated <laughs> with a band that does shit like that? That does. So, he's a guitar teacher. He has. He I has, hope so. He does classic uh, classic guitar, not classical. Yeah. Um, he did uh, lessons in country and metal and mm -hmm. and blues and rock. So he's an all around fucking musician. Yes. And when he got the opportunity to join Five Finger Death Punch, he jumped at it because it was good money and it's yeah, a solid. I, I get it. It's a paycheck. And totally he's, get it. He's able to write with them. Yeah. Because the other thing is he doesn't love writing alone. Okay. Like he's done a lot on his own. Mm -hmm. There was another musician on this list that I found through Andy James that I wanted to add and I couldn't because his stuff isn't available widely. Okay. His name is Fred Brum. Never, no idea. He is amazing. I ha I bought his album, mm -hmm. but I can't repost it because, because of, of copyright. copyright yeah. So the stuff that he had available was awesome, but I couldn't give it away. Got you. And I want to point people towards it, but it's hard. Yeah. Throw them in the link. I'm going to have link. to throw yeah. them in the links. Throw the links. Because that one was purchased legitimately. Yeah. Through... Bandcamp? No, that, that was purchased through iTunes back in the day. Okay. Back when I was still using Apple products. Yeah, I I abandoned Apple a couple of years ago. I'm not talking. I'm not talking shit. I just it. I wanted to make a change, and when I did, I decided everything needed to change. So phone, tablet, laptop, computer at home. I built my own computer for the first time in ages. It was it was an awesome time, and now everything is not Apple altogether. Right. I just can't do it. I can't lock. I can't lock into one thing like that. Even though I've locked in, locked in. It's the same song. <laughs> I did, but that's really a choice. I can right. I can literally go to any other. But that's still Android. Android will carry over to Android. Yes, so. and I've actually in experimenting. I actually had bought a Windows phone okay. a while a, a while a while back. How those fin Surface Duo? Okay, uh, the two screen guy. Yeah, bought it. It was like three and change. Uh, it was on sale. Grabbed it, loaded it up. Mm -hmm. Everything crossed over, and I immediately realized. Half of the stuff I do with my phone on a regular basis, it doesn't do. Right. Like, it had a headphone jack. That's cool. It didn't have, a, have NFC, and I need that. Mm. Most people use NFC for payment. Yeah. That's not... It sucks when you're trying to pay for... Like, get on the train that's or get on the bus. I, that's the only way I get on the subway now. But I'm diabetic, and I have the, the glucose yeah. meter. And that needs that's the important. NFC. And I'm not carrying another Other device for that. Just for that, yeah. Yeah, fuck that. And the Bluetooth sounded like shit, and it was... Yeah. The battery was weak as shit. Wasn't worth it. Anyway. Uh, anyway, this was fantastic. Yes. I fucking I can't believe you didn't know this was the guitarist for Five Finger Death Punch. Why I, would I Why? Why I thought, would I know? I thought you might have looked into it. No, I was purposely trying not to with this like the only thing I did was with the Sabbath because I know some you know, I'm not the biggest Sabbath was never the biggest Sabbath fan, but yeah. I was just curious time wise. Because I remember even back in the day when I was freaking however old I was when I again, fourteen, fifteen I picked up Zeppelin 2, which has Moby Dick on it. Yes. And then the year later, Sabbath came out with Paranoid that has Rat Salad. Yes. So I was like, ah, I see. Zeppelin comes out with a drum solo song. And then a year later, Sabbath has a drum solo song. I didn't see it that way. But I... this was four, 13, 14-year-old me saying that. This is not. There's actually something on here that goes into. There's actually a couple of things to say on mm -hmm. the actually the next band. Okay. That I think you're really going to enjoy. Uh oh. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm so used to the hatred with the next one. So the next. Uh, wait, do you want to? Yeah, finish no. up. Okay. Yeah, I think. So check the, out Andy James. All right. Uh, next we have Rush with La Vida Estrangiado, an exercise in self indulgence. Okay. 
<laughs> no, I forgot about this song. Okay. I had heard this. This was on that, on that, um, the, the Luigi, tapes? the Luigi mixtape. Yeah. I, 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 it's such a great story. <laughs> I tell people, he asked me the other day, he goes, do you still have that tape? I'm like, I have it somewhere. I have to find it. Yeah. He goes, I'd really like it. I'm like, you think I'll copy it? I'm not giving it back. <laughs> Ask for your fucking letter mm. jacket back, you fucking high school piece of shit. <laughs> I love you, Lou. <laughs> Can't stop myself sometimes. But yeah, I forgot about this. I heard this in college and it, it stuck with me mm. and I just kind of forgot this part of Rush. And in this, I heard... 30 years of of heavy metal and hard rock mm -hmm. after it like you can hear dream theater iron maiden you can hear all these other influences in it you hear looney tunes yeah you, yeah please don't get me started on that i didn't want to say it they I, actually gave credit to it i i was gonna yeah. say I, the, I heard it, i'm like did they do this first or am i imagining no it's powerhouse by raymond scott okay good i was i was so confused <laughs> I was like, what the but fuck you know, am I listening it, it, what to? But you know, what it also is, before this, like when I'm first getting into Rush, you know, and I get Chronicles, the double CD, actually it was a double tape, greatest hits compilation, and like they're very serious with what they're doing. The songs are all very, you know, Temples of Syrinx, Bastille Day, you know, um, well, Fly By Night's not that serious, but you, you know what I mean. It's this, and then they're they're silly in this one. It's It's playful. Yeah. In that, I think of when Dream Theater had, in the middle of their songs, they'd play like... The the ragtime... Da, 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 like the, or the... Yeah. Uh, was it the March of the Gladiators? The standard clown yeah. music. Oh, yeah. That that piece is called mm -hmm. March of the Gladiators. Okay. The, there are these pieces that don't fit, that they play in just to be funny. And mm -hmm. to me, that's interesting because they're guys... These guys are on a different level of musicianship than most people that most of these bands and most of these artists are on a completely different level than the guys that we listen to on a regular basis. The guys that I've listened to growing up, you know, the guys you're going to hear on the, well, I was going to say on the radio, but the classic rock stations anyway, because yeah, these, these are not your standard, even like looking at Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. This is not that. No, this is not, this is a different level. Yeah. Um, I always say I'm not a huge rush fan. But I can recognize their place not only in rock and roll history, but in the pantheon of music. They've created this effect. I, I remember I played something for a friend of mine, my friend Sean. I think I played him Dream Theater. And he goes, oh, that just sounds like Deep Purple. I go, yeah, that's where they got some style from. They got some from yeah. Deep Purple, some from Rush, some from Led Zeppelin. You know, yeah. we, we don't bite off of what we love. We are inspired we by it. Yeah, we interpret it and... Do it our own, not our own way, because that's saying that you're ripping it off. Look but at you're Scott just, Ian says, you know, yeah. Black Sabbath, Tony Iommi played every note ever made. Yeah. We're just rearranging them, you know, and biting off of him. Yeah. It's just, that's the way mm -hmm. music is. You know, all the notes are out there. You just play them in the order you like them. And in this case, there are so many people who find this inspiring and I don't blame them. Yeah. And I have not listened to this all the way through in so long so freaking long it was fun to revisit this it, after it, well over 10 years it was this was more fun to me than 2112 i could see that well 2112 is dense 2112 is it's very a lot. dense it's, it's a lot yeah it's a freaking anvil to the head <laughs> i gotta keep it with the looney tunes theme <laughs> it's that rocket that doesn't instead of going forward it just blows up yeah 
But um, this is just fun. And apparently, like I was like, I was like, um, I was, you know, I read up on it to see what was going on with the bands and this and that. Nothing really crazy was happening with them at this point. But Alex Lifeson, the guitar player, had some crazy dream. And that's where the inspiration from this came from. So this is the song is basically the soundtrack to his dream. That's weird. But they're not normal people in a good way. Well, it's also the name (laughs) of it is The Strange Village. Yes. So mm, Mm -hmm. not that strange Like when you think about how things come together. Yeah. You know, speaking of which, down the list, there's some really weird shit. Sorry? No, 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 definitely not. Okay. That's going to be another point of contention. Uh Uh-oh. In a good way. Okay. But let's move to the next one. All right. And this is Angel Vivaldi, A Martian Winter. Mm Mm-hmm. Angel Vivaldi, Queen's guy. Okay. Phenomenal guitarist. Another guy. I've seen him in shred compilations with Andy James and Rob Chapman and Ola England and mm-hmm. these guys. Phenomenal writer, phenomenal guitarist. He He's done duets with Nita Strauss. Just all over the place good. And this was the my introduction to him was this song. Okay. And uh, I know we, we had talked about... We had heard about him in the past, and there was some stuff. Yeah, but that was neither here nor there. And, so. it's, and it was squashed. Yeah, right. But it was just the name stuck in the back of my yeah. head because of that. But um, honestly, I hated it. You hated this, really? Yeah, hated it. Is it the style? Um, It's like, like for me, it's like this This song is everything I hate in modern metal. Okay. No, I... Everything. I, the drums are either pro-tooled to death or programmed to the point where they got no life. Like, like I don't know if we were talking about it on the other the other episode or when or between whatever. Like how I can't like a lot of the modern stuff I can't stand. The music doesn't breathe. Everything that's done now is done to the click. Everything is to the grid, right on the point, right there. That's where it is. It's um, quantized. N- not even quant. It's programmed to yeah. it. But and even not. Like, sometimes yeah, these it's... guys play like literally to the to but the they, touch. They, they, they concentrate on that so much that, that the song, the to me, the song suffers. And it's just like, for that, put put like an AI thing on play. Well, they lose the human aspect yeah, to it. Like, it's like, uh, if you go, like you had spoken about Rick Beato in, I, I think the first episode we mm-hmm. did today, at some point, he actually went, what would happen if you quantized John Bonham? It sounds like fucking shit. Yes. But also, it's my just... complaint about John Bonham was also that it felt... Sloppier than it had to be, right? But I'm just using that. It's I'm just using that as an example. Six of one, half a dozen of another. Okay, it's really what that is. Okay, let's rewind to uh, to to the Rush song we just looked at. Oh, that quantized would sound like garbage. Exactly, because they play around. You got to be able to play around, around the, the notes, beat. around the beat, um, around the rhythm. It's got to ebb and flow a little bit. It's got to have a. It's got to have breath to it. Even a lot of the modern bands that come out like. Okay, like okay, let's use Winery Dogs as an example. Mm-hmm. I know they're playing to a click in the studio, but they play around it. Yes, they roll with it. Um, Have you ever heard Devin Townsend talk about how he likes to write? No. So he plays the drums on the beat, mm-hmm. the bass just behind, okay, and the guitars even further behind that. That's fine, and that's how he creates what he considers to be the tone that pleases his ears. Yeah, and in doing that creates a wall of sound yeah but very little yeah but with this one it's so just i I can't he's not jerking off i swear yeah i know okay it's just like one 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 i just can't do it It it's mechanical it just sounds like a. to me there's moments where that mechanical sound works Mm -hmm. and there are times where it doesn't 
yeah, with me, I just I can't I can't get into it. Even like uh like a band that was never came up on here. Uh, uh I think they're I think they're from Finland actually. Uh, Crazy Looks. They do the yes. um uh like the very throwback of the hair sleaze metal. Yeah, they're a hair metal band that came out in like 2017. Yeah, a little bit earlier than that. Because even then, yeah, but in the, um, in the in the 2010s. Yeah, and like they're they and they're also doing it where they're playing to the freaking grid. And it takes it out of it. It takes me out of it a little bit. But the way that they're doing it, it works. But the older stuff before they were to the grid, because it's the same drummer. It's not like they changed drummers. And they've only changed uh, one guitar. I, I think one guitar player. It's not, you, you know what I mean? And from album to album where it's the same lineup, but they're now to the grid. Yep. It's lost. It loses. It's To me, it loses the humanity. It loses feel. Yeah. It definitely loses feel. But um, that's just. Me. But that's what that's what space creates. It creates yeah. the ability to create feeling. Yeah. So let's. Sorry. No. <laughs> I like that. I have when too he, much anger in this episode. When he, he's not even that angry. <laughs> you kidding? Yeah. If I brought up warmed, this motherfucker'd have a stroke. He would have smashed your laptop. <laughs> I know. I probably deserve it. Um, so the next one is uh, Bozio Levens Stevens with. Sigane? I can't even pronounce it. I'm glad you can't, because I can't either. Okay. And I'm mad you didn't pick Duende. Okay. Same <laughs> that, album. That, that was my first pick, and then I went for this one. I love that song more. Yeah. So let's go with Bozio Levin Stevens. Bozio, Terry Bozio. Bozio. Uh, phenomenal bassist. Uh, Steve Stevens. Uh, guitar player, played for uh, Billy Idol, Michael Jackson. I just fucked up. I said Terry Bozio, bassist. Yeah, I know. Drummer. Yeah, me, no, you know what it is? I'm looking, like, then you jump to Stevens, so that, in my head, yeah. it was just uh, so, Tony Terry Levin. So, Terry Bozio, drummer, biggest drum kit in the world. Frank Zappa, Missing Persons, and Corn. Yes. Which boggles my mind. Hey, he's a fill-in. Yeah. He wanted to be a permanent member, they said no, and that was that. Yeah. Tony uh, Levin, bass, Kim Crimson, Peter Gabriel, and about 7,000 other projects that were not... Attention Experiment. Attention Experiment, thank you. He's phenomenal. Yeah, Steve Stevens, uh, Billy Idol... Uh, you, did you say Steve Vai one of the other episodes? Did he play for Vi Steve Stevens? No, he played for Deadland Ritual. Okay, sorry. That, I don't know why I was thinking you said he played for Vi. No, but he, not that I know okay, of. Okay, but he played for Michael Jackson also. Oh, God, of course he did. Every yeah. every amazing guitar. But no, but tour Lu guitar player, not just but studio. Still, Jennifer Batten, Steve Lukather, mm -hmm. Eddie Van Halen, all played for uh, Michael Jackson at yeah. one point, whether recorded or live. That is insane. Yeah. That is a collection of ph phenomenal guitarists. That's the same thing when you look at some of these touring musicians. They, they're, they're the list of people they've played for are insane. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, Tony Levin. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about him for a second. Uh, the first time I ever saw a five string bass, it was in Tony Levin's hands. Okay. The first time I ever saw a fretless bass, it was in Tony <laughs> Levin's hands. First time you saw a Chapman stick, it was Tony Levin. Well, not many people play a Chapman stick. Yeah, but... it's a very rare occurrence to see somebody playing a Chapman stick. That thing is, I actually knew somebody who played one. Like, I knew a guy. Yeah. And we had a guy that, at Roxy with one. Mm -mm, no, I knew a guy, okay. like I worked with a guy. Okay. And uh, I could not wrap my head around mm -hmm. it. He's like, yeah, we both play bass. I go, no, you play a completely different <laughs> yeah. monster. I'm not, not an insult. I can't do it. <laughs> Don't get it. It's like, for me, that is like um, thumb or slap bass. Yeah. Doesn't My brain doesn't register properly. My wife goes, I don't understand tapping. Mm -hmm. It just her brain just she sees yeah. it and she goes that's not what I'm hearing mm -hmm. I see your hands going I don't know what they're yeah. doing well Chapman's sick is just basically tapping yes but still my brain yeah. doesn't operate two hands two mm -hmm. different rhythms yeah 
completely well, it, confusing. it breaks down to like the Terry Bozio, the four-way coordination where he's got his feet, do like the left foot playing in one time signature, right foot playing in another time signature, this hand doing this, this hand doing this. And he's probably smoking a cigar at the same time. Autism. Yes. No. No. Perhaps. Maybe. Uh, no. Steve Stevens. I've, I've said this before. I showed my friend a picture of Steve Stevens. And he, no. Oh. He said it looked like, it looked like Nikki Six and Jimmy Durante had an ugly baby. <laughs> and he ruined it for me forever. Well, at least it's not um, Danzig with uh, Vince oh. Neil. Danzig and Vince <laughs> Neil, the singer of HIV. Yes. Halcyon Way. Mm-hmm. Man, they're never gonna. I will. And the thing is, they weren't a bad band. They no, weren't they were. terrible. But I'm never gonna forget that their their logo looked like HIV, and their their singer was not good looking. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like because I'm not. I'm no fucking Adonis. This guy was visu- visually appalling. <laughs> I was taken aback when I saw him. Like, oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it was like that episode of Seinfeld. Where like, oh, come look at the baby. <laughs> it's like. Ah. Huh. It's stunning. <laughs> like a like a taser to the neck. It's breathtaking. Yeah. Um I was mad that I didn't get to it first and I didn't put Duende and you didn't put Duende. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Bozio is such a douche. <laughs> But he sounds so good here. I know. It's like he has a seven thousand piece drum kit, but he's using all of it in this. And he he could he could probably do this on fucking buckets. Mm-hmm. And it would still sound yeah. amazing. I used to have this video. Um, this was like in the early 2000s. I got it at Sam Ash. It was around the uh, time that the um, that Blacklight Syndrome. No, it was before Blacklight Syndrome came out. I'm sorry. Um, where I want to say he was playing this solo with nothing else. That wouldn't surprise me. And he was just doing the patterns and everything. And it was freaking wonderful. I had it on VHS. That's long freaking gone. And I've been like, I've actually searched around on YouTube here and there for it. I can't find anything. It's hard to find the old like instructional videos and the, the... no, it wasn't even an instructional video. It was like a concert video, but even like the, the, the drum clinic videos, the older stuff is impossible to find unless somebody grabbed it out of the VHS and uploaded it, which is rare. Most people end up with them. Like I have, I have the, the, progressive bass concepts video oh god it is it's like watching paint dry is it anything like that thing i sent you guys with the uh rock the uh rock vocal power with, no with jim, uh, jim gillette, gillette? <laughs> i'm sorry do you mean lita ford's ex-husband yeah no uh, uh no it's not it's not that good okay it's worse wow dude that, that is pretty bad it is the second worst bass instructional video i've ever seen wow you know what number one is what Flea, the first one he did with River Phoenix, where they're both high as Senator socks, fucking talking about instructional video. I have an instructional video that I actually saw the other day on drums when we're off this. I'll pull it up for you. It's even worse. Who? I don't know. That's the problem. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. It was. was Yeah. Bozio Levin Stevens. Um, Two albums. Yeah, that was um, it. It was condition, condition, dangerous, and um, blacklight syndrome. Yep, fantastic stuff. Yeah, check it out. Instrumental, ex- all of it. Instrumental, experiment, experimental. I would say very much extent. so. Some heavy, some more ambient. It's um, good stuff. Steve Stevens playing more of a classical guitar style in on most this, of it. Yeah, on this song. Oh, most of it. Actually, most of the songs have second that. album. Maybe the first one not so much. First second one, one was so heavier. It was crazy. We might not pick up that cop car. I don't know. We'll see. 
Maybe I'm just wa- I'm, I'm watching the bars for me, but you can't go by that. Yeah, true. After it's picking your voice up too. Yeah, it processes through, and then yeah. maybe not. Anyway, we're gonna okay. go to the last song on this list, mm-hmm. and this is Nightwish. This is I'm gonna read the exact title: mm-hmm. Crimson Tide and the Deep Blue Sea. Okay. Now this is actually a mashup of two pieces. Okay. This is the Devil in the Deep Blue Sea All by right. Nightwish. And the instrumental piece called Crimson Tide from the movie Crimson Tide starring Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. Okay. It's it's just this overarching theme. Every time mm-hmm. they show the submarine moving through the water, this yeah. is playing in the background. Okay. Question. Yes, sir. Is this the... Because this is a live thing. Mm-hmm. Is, is, any, is this like used as an intro for something else? Not that I know of. Is anything going on on stage while this is happening? Uh, they're playing live. That's it. Like, no video projection? I don't think or, so. Because I liked it, but I just wish it freaking went somewhere. I, I knew this was going to be the case, and I agree. But I like it because yeah. out of all the all of Nightwish's stuff, yeah. there's very little that's instrumental only. Okay. Because Nightwish is known for its very powerful female singer. Mm-hmm. First Tarja Turnin, then Annette Oslin, and uh, then Flora Jansen. Yeah. Yeah, Flora. Irene's in... The other band. It's hard when there are two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their singer, Mar- their bassist, Marco, also does vocals. Okay. So usually somebody's fucking singing. singing. Yeah. But it was just weird. It's like, okay, you have the intro, you know, the intro keyboard swells and pads and everything. And then it goes to the guitar noodling. Not, when I say noodling, I mean like this little solo things. And then the drum noodling and then back and this. And then it just goes back to it again. I honestly and think then it goes this was a good opportunity to give the singer a break. Yeah, I just wish it didn't. <laughs> no, it did more. Like, like I like if you said this was the intro to another song, it probably or well, to something. It else. is like like oh then okay. It's it it's a piece that leads to another song. Okay, like kind mo- of like uh, last time I was on when um, you did something with um, oh my god. The Brooklyn band that they've been remastering the stuff little by little. Oh, October Thorns? was October Thorns, where I was like, is it, was it that one? There was mm-hmm. something that I was like, is this the intro to something else? Yeah, it was a lead into something else. I'll pull it up in a second. You know, but you, you know where I'm going with it. I do. It. Yeah. It, it only feels like there should be more to it. Or if you just tell me that this thing is an intro, I get it. Yeah, it's the the hard part with stuff like this is that when you, when it this has been sitting in my brain for at least 15 years. Yeah. So it's in my brain at all times. It's always somewhere in the background with the weird with the weird things that go on. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this, and that sounds like a pirate. And then, oh, there it is, Crimson Tide in the Deep Blue okay. Sea. But the funny part is that two members of this band look like pirates at all times, at least. Puffy shirts? One of them. Oh, my God. Their keyboardist looks like he's trying to be Jack Sparrow. Their drummer's always wearing a bandana and looks like he's ready to... You know, raise the mizzen mast, and their bases has the two braids. Looks like a Viking, and he could be on a different ship. I mean, not, not comfortable. <laughs> it's just weird. Oh my god! I'm trying to think. What else could you have talked shit about this on? Oh, also, no, that was it. Unnecessary use of a pitch shifting pe- uh, pedal. It, it is what it is. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It you know if it and some of the keyboard stuff is a little choppy. Yeah, but like I said, but it's live. It could be something with the mix. It could be something with the pads that were used. You can't always go by that. Also, I wrote literally half this band looks like fucking pirates. Well, that's... What was that? Ailstorm or... 
there's there's more than one piratey band. Ailstorm. Oh man, there's another one. Ailstorm is the worst of them. Ailstorm. Fuck. <laughs> there's there there are a few and in the two thousands that were just straight up like piratey looking fucking bands. The I other. They were inspired by Pirates of the Caribbean. I guess so. The my other favorite is the the dwarf metal band, not dwarves, not little people. No literal killer dwarfs. No, they're dressed like like Lord of the, Lord Rings, of the Rings dwarves, singing songs like Diggy Diggy Hole and yeah. I got it. They're called Windrose. I don't know. My wife loves them. I don't know why. I think she likes the, short fat guys. But the name doesn't work with. I don't know. I guess. Is that the name of fucking Gimli's wife? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> fucking how the hell would I know? I don't know. It's fucking terrible. You know of them at least. I know <laughs> of them. Never heard of I, them. I found it on the internet once and I couldn't stop myself. I showed it to my wife and it's been on it's been chasing me ever since. Oh my god. And on that note, I think we should start wrapping it up. Yeah. So Okay. We have to talk about unworked apparel. I want shirts. I have to bug I have to bug him again. It's been a while. I've been all over the place with family stuff. I got to make time to actually go annoy John in person. That's also fun for me. All right. Also, um, who else is there? There's Joe, Roxy Joe with Asist. Yes. You can look them up on, on YouTube. YouTube. And you'll have the links in the thing because I don't even know how to, yeah, I'm gonna how link, to spell it. I'm okay. Like A E C Y S T. Bless you. <laughs> um, what else is there? I spent the other day going through, you know what NATO code is? Yeah. Alpha Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. I was just reading off license plates because my brain just decided today's the day I'm using NATO code all day. <laughs> and I couldn't remember two letters and I still can't. I don't know why. It's actually three. It's P, Q, and W. How many words could there be for Q? Is it quilt? Queen. Quick. Quote. That's more than I thought of. Exactly. Yeah. A P, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Peter, my brain goes to. I don't Paul? think it's Peter. I don't think. No. No, I don't think it's Paul. Anyway, and, but and I was doing that. Thing. And then my brain just went, you know, Asus, Alpha Echo, <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Echo, Charlie Yankee, uh, Sierra Tango. Yeah, that's how my brain works. Yeah. 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 This is this is the this is the brand that I have. Yeah. So, um, um, we also have to talk about the Weege. Uh Go on Bandcamp and find their album Searchlights. All right, uh, uh, Fall of the Albatross. Check them out on Bandcamp. Also, their album is called Rise, I believe. I believe so. And then, uh, since we talked them up already, just again, go hit up uh, robbalducci dot com. Yes, check his stuff out. And um, you could find uh, Mike when he's not hiding out in someone's uh, lingerie drawer on Instagram as uh, Nugs Twenty Nine. And I am basher.exe. We have Hit the Stage Podcast on Instagram. Uh, hit the Stage Podcast on uh, it's hit the, hit the stage podcast .com. Uh Hit the Stage Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. Like it's 1988. Um, we are Mike and Dave Hit the Stage on YouTube, and we are around and listening. Uh, so for now, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Hail Halford. Hail Halford. Later. Later.